Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The COB is presented by Rabobank, awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. This is the COB on this Wednesday afternoon. Wonderful to be here with you. I'm Nadine Blaney. And I'm Danny Akuye. <laughs> so, Danny, what happened in the markets today? You've had many great conversations. Uh, another disappointment. Yeah, absolutely. So I have the ASX 200 off actually almost 0.8% or 55 points. So we have gone sub that 7,300 level yeah. and uh, we might just check in. Um, so there is there is quite a bit of a profit taking coming in today. And whilst we had the GDP numbers, I think it's got more to do with the oil price, more to do with bond yields moving up. The market's always a little bit fragile in September mm-hmm. and it doesn't take much to find an excuse to get the old let's hit and take some profits. Yeah, I was talking to Tony Sycamore, so we can talk fundamentals, bond yields, um, all the rest of it, demand, supply, really big concerns over global growth. But, um, you know, he looks at the market from a technical level Mm -hmm. and he reckons based on an Elliott wave pattern that we could see a pullback coming. He's anticipating we'll see a pullback for the S&P 500 and really nothing to break us out of this uh, range that we've been trading in for quite some time on the ASX 200. So the trade is up online shortly if you like looking at markets and he talks oil as well from a technical perspective. Uh, Look, the themes really are about not just global growth, but as you mentioned, Danny, we did have that GDP read here locally, Mm -hmm. confirming a per capita recession, but actually the data coming in a little bit stronger. Yeah, not too bad at all. Um, What does that mean for the RBA? We'll discuss that. And um, look, the stock specific stories going on today. I mean, yeah, it was a down day on the market, um, but there's a few things that we could talk to Macquarie off by about yeah, 4%. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that the market's there because they have been flagging that a lot of these asset sales are going to be deferred. They had flagged that this year wasn't going to be strong, but nevertheless, that first half update, because they are attending a Jardin conference and also a Goldman Sachs conference, that basically, um, yeah, it's not going to be the the rosiest of years. So the stock was sold off about, you mm-hmm. know, three over 3%. Um, I did think it was quite interesting in the energy sector that we have that New South Wales $2.7 billion coal royalty coming in. And the stocks, the coal stocks have actually rallied quite sharply because this royalty is not as high as what could have come through given the precedent that we had seen in Queensland. Oh, that's an interesting one that I have not done enough reading on just 
just yet. Another stock specifics, I mean, ex-dividends are driving some of these totally. big moves that we're seeing. And also broker moves. UBS is one that got a bit of attention yeah. in relation to ResMed. And ResMed yes. shares are down yet again off the back of that. We had Morgan Stanley cutting its price target by 12%. Um, you know, it, it's just... It's just not catching a break, and it cut to neutral. Sorry, as I was saying from UBS, I was just checking the the target price now at 170. Yeah, so cut that's pretty the, chunky. The, that's US dollars. Yeah. Just everyone remember that they have a dual listing, and it always gets a little bit confusing. Mm -hmm. So back to May 2020 levels, which we haven't obviously seen in Since a long while. <laughs> exactly. But look, it's really important because Eli Lilly is doing this report, okay, into um, uh, sleep. Um, sleep apnea and obesity and Eli Lilly has a weight loss drive. Yeah. So there is this whole narrative about how much the sleep apnea product service market is going to be disrupted by these Nova Nordisk and Eli Lilly weight loss drugs. And as my last guest just said, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait for these results and it could be a few months out. So they've got it on an accumulate mm -hmm. um, because it's a great company, but nevertheless, the shorters are in there and you know, brokers are downgrading. Well, I have just been putting my head into the fact that we will have U.S. quarterlies coming once again, <laughs> and that begins the 13th, really 14th of October. So ResMed, you mentioned the dual listing in the U.S., they will report a quarterly. So, yeah, we'll be looking forward to that one to, uh, to see how all of those uh, headwinds and potential headwinds, I should say, in terms of that Ozopec drug. I think I've just Azempic. heard Ozempic. I mean, it's gone viral. I'm and sure you've read Monjaro, all the, the There's stories. a few yeah. of them. <laughs> now, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they've really got a battle on their hands if they're going to completely obliterate obesity. Yeah, yeah, it's a live one. I spoke with Luke Larative actually yesterday on the small cap. Actually, it wasn't. It was on the poll. So you can find that online about ResMed. And he just says, look, you know, the, these weight loss drugs, is it an existential threat to sleep apnea devices? No. 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 Okay. Sectors today, energy. Uh, I've got a look at a market map here. Danny, I've had my eye off the ball, but they're responding positively to what we're seeing in the price of oil. Absolutely. And yeah, firmness across there, Woodside, Santos, and also Beach Energy. Uh, but stocks with some uh, sensitivity to interest rates like longer dated assets in the technology sector. We did see, yeah, tech, there we go. We do have some profit taking, particularly in Altium, which isn't a surprise because that stock was up, uh, you know, 23% on the day that it reported. Now let's have a look at the industrials and see how they are going today. Now Transurban, another case in point of a company that will respond, the share price will respond negatively to higher bond yields, but otherwise a little bit of a mixed performance. And I do think Seven Group yesterday, I think we got a double buy on that one actually mm. in the Cool. Well, I was going to say today on the call, Danny, we talked about Spark New Zealand, and I have to say my guests weren't overly enthusiastic about <laughs> it, but uh, Nathan Samasundam from Deep Data Analytics is long Telstra, keeping a very close eye on TPG Telecom. We did have a bit of uh, news coming from TPG in relation to Vocus today, but he his favorite of the bunch is the one that's uh, positive today, Aussie Broadband. Oh, yeah, they, they, nine, they, they love Aussie they Broadband. Do, yeah. Just and love because it. the price came back significantly. So yeah, still seeing opportunity there. Consumer staples, I will name drop yet again. Uh, Coles was featured on the call today. You should catch up with that program. You can do so either online or via podcast if you're one of our listeners who loves 
podcasts. You can do that uh, daily. Uh, calls, I won't tell you whether it was a buy, hold, or sell. <laughs> you can have to listen. Um, but yeah, uh, just talking about perhaps not the pure defensive nature of some of these staples when everybody is tightening their belts. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, do we have some yeah, corporate, some of the corporate news, news as well? I think we've touched upon a little bit of what's out there today, Danny. But uh, Macquarie is one of those, uh, you know, real big market movers. Everybody sits up and listens when Macquarie, you know, talks about what the external, the macro environment is like and how it's going to impact the business. But at 17020, I uh, wonder if the buyers will be coming in. Absolutely. It's yeah. another stock that's been very much in a trading range. But also it's worth noting Magellan today, they had their FUM numbers out mm-hmm. and they actually weren't too bad. We've been running through those today. So that's off about half percent. Aurora is really interesting. Yeah. So they uh, announced yesterday, I think they wanted to buy another company of private yeah, it equity. Is actually, yeah, they're buying a, a, a it's called high-end bottle manufacturer in France. So they make the bottles for Grey Goose and a whole bunch of other oh, that's right. alcohol companies and wines, wine um, makers. And so they're paying up big, $2.2 billion Aussie dollar equivalent. I think so they've had to raise money. So they've come out of this raise, the institutional raise. Retail investors are also being tapped for a pro rata offer. Um, Look, I spoke with my guest. It was the stock of the day on the call. Listen to me. Um, and uh, yeah, spoke with Andrew Whiteland and Nathan Samasandaram about this one. Uh, look, it wasn't all negative. Uh, there's just obviously a bit of wariness buying off private equity and also, you know, an Aussie company making a global foray, uh, particularly when Aurora was sort of the Aussie operations, former Aussie operations of Amcor. So Absolutely. interesting there. And then Qantas, of course, we're keeping our eye on lots of people brokers, analysts weighing in on what's next for the flying kangaroo. And we've got Jeffries at least saying that the Qantas brand is damaged, but reparable. And the change in CEO allows that repair to start. I love your cynicism. I love the laugh, Danny. Well, um, it's yeah, it's interesting because whether it's permanently broken, I'm not convinced. But anyway, it's definitely it's been a bit wounded, hasn't it? Yeah, it certainly has. Um, look, I messed up a segue because Aurora was the stock of the day. Let's listen to what our guests had to say. That's one of the things as to how that all goes relating to all the efficiencies. But at a high level, it's a really well-run business. I don't think they're overpaying, but yeah, big amber lights going offshore and buying from private equity. On balance, it's a hold. I'd be a bit sceptical. I've actually started to look at Amcor a bit because it's come back. It's a global play. Um, You have to think, I guess, against the market. So, But I don't think the, the downside risk is still already priced in. I think there's more cost pressures to come. So I'm not jumping into this sector and I'm not surprised Aurora is struggling. Um, you can look at Pact, you can look at uh, Amcor and you see similar trends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think the sector is out of the woods yet. I think there's more downside risk. So I'm not jumping in, but I am keeping an eye on Amcor. very much cautious stance there on Aurora but just interesting that Nathan is starting to keep a little bit of an eye out on Amcor and uh, there is I think the potential that those cost headwinds that they had the last couple of the years may start to reverse but like everything 
probably we have time on our side yeah. before we dive in. Patience can be a virtue. But I'm impatient to get to our next guest. Peter McGuire is joining us from XM to give us his take on the day's trade. Peter, good afternoon to you. Uh, look, we mentioned it earlier. The ASX seems to be doing not much over the past four months. Today, a negative session. What did you make of it? Well, good afternoon, Nadine. Hello, Danny. You know, it was down about 0.8, as Danny mentioned, and it was the worst of, uh, if I look at the numbers across Asia, Nadine, China was down, but overall, it's been a pretty good day across um, pretty Asia. There hasn't been a lot of movement. Uh, yeah, we were sold down and probably some profit taking and just the way that uh, maybe it's something to do with the oil market edging higher and uh, it uh, could be a worrying thought as far as growth numbers and all of that sort of thing. So let's just wait and see how it all rolls. Yeah, it, just looking at the oil price, it you know popped up to US ninety dollars a barrel, and Saudi yeah. Arabia and Russia doing their best to, you know, curb supply. Uh, do we think it's got more upside risks at the moment? How do the charts look, Peter? Well, I think so, Danny. I mean, you know, those uh, Russia and Saudi, those cuts. Um, rolling it out to December, they're, they're certainly, I think, going to add more horsepower to price. We've seen a big move to the upside in the last, say, six or seven trading sessions, best part of 7% up. So, yeah, 95's probably, we're knocking on the door. It gave up a little bit of the hot air about seven or eight hours ago. It was, um, I think, at, you know, about four o'clock this morning, it was uh, 91.40 or 91.60, I think, for Brent. So uh, where we're running at the moment, I think you'll probably see uh, maybe consolidate for a day or two, just get its breath, and then I wouldn't be surprised to edge higher from here. So, Peter, when you look at U.S. markets, U.S. equity markets, um, yeah. what is your sense? You might have heard us talking off the top that uh, some uh, are expecting to see a next leg down, you know, a, a pullback to come, given the broader concerns about uh, you know growth and yields and everything else. Sure. Well, less than Pete and Nadine, 40% of its earnings, I believe, are offshore. NASDAQ is 60%. So if you've got a slowing global economy, then that's not a good sign as far as what's going to happen internally on those markets. And they've both had amazing run-ups. I mean, you know, if you're looking over the last eight months, certainly the NASDAQ and S&P's done very well as well, and the Dow. So um, maybe it's a little bit of Again, consolidation. Maybe there's, you know, it runs out of steam, a bit of exhaustion to the upside, and uh, you know, profit taking, and so on. We understand where um, you made mention of that. Of course, we're only about five weeks out from earnings and the start of that uh, announcement. So we've just got to see how all of those numbers look and uh, Fed rhetoric and uh, overall, I suppose, health of the domestic economy in the states. Peter, the Aussie dollar, it's been really held captive to uh, China data lately and uh, and uh, it, it's done a complete turnaround today. It was quite weak when the Chinese yuan was weak. I don't know whether the uh, PBOC has stepped in today, but, uh, you know, oh, we actually just popped up to 64 cents as I'm speaking yeah, now. It, what What is going on with our poor little Aussie battler? Well, the peso's been all over the place. I mean, it's a great... <laughs> Great market to trade and the volatility has just been incredible. So uh, maybe it had something to do with um, maybe some of the news coming out as far as Evergrande. It was up 70%. I have just saw that drop. Uh, the overall thoughts as far as uh, US dollar, what's going on uh, possibly domestically and, the, and, uh, and, and in China. Uh, 
it's a very hard one to pick what are the fundamentals driving it. All I know is you look at the charts and it's just um, yeah, mayhem. It <laughs> offers so much opportunity because it's so wild in the sense of volatility. And uh, I'm not, not, I don't necessarily think that's going to stop in the short term either. All right, Peter, thank you for getting us across your views on markets. We always appreciate your time. Have a good one there. Thank you. Peter McGuire there joining us from XM. All right, Danny, let's get across some of these market leaders and laggards, starting with the leaders. And again, lately, it seems as if there's oftentimes not a lot of news that yeah. is driving these share prices. I mean, when I was looking for domain, you know, I domain, couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't see anything. any news. I um, suspect just it's a laggard. Um, it's it's oh no, not necessarily. Yeah, no, I have no no idea. Nor Telix. I think someone spoke about with Grady today. Was she speaking about Telix? I think maybe, but I don't think there's any news. Yeah, there's not news that is significant that I can see either. Now, when it comes to Soraya Resources. Again, it doesn't look like there's very much actual news behind it, but you've picked up on that story around the uh, taxation situation in New South Wales for some of those coal miners. Coronado is up on no other news that I can see, and the home consortium up by 1.7%. It looks as if Woolworths is becoming more interested in that uh, that, uh, REIT is what it is, essentially. So the share price is up by 1.7%. Look, it's one of those scenarios which often happens sort of in the wake of reporting season where there's still a lot of digestion going on in the market. And then the laggards, well, look, the real laggard was the stock of the day today, Uh, wasn't it? Yeah, big acquisition they're trying to bite off there. And it's no surprise, as you said. I I heard that maybe they didn't raise as much money as they wanted, although I haven't been able to validate that one. Uh, Link administration, that really has been one that's been under the pump after those results, which weren't great. Imogen, I don't think... Well, it had some positive, uh, you know, it's a biotech, as you know, and so it had a little bit of positive news around one of its trials a few days ago. So the share price had been moving higher. So I think this is just a bit of give back. Um, You talked about Altium a little bit earlier on. Um, If you haven't caught the most recent episode of the Investment Committee, it is up online. It is worth having listened to for many reasons, but also we get the guys to comment on some of these tech companies uh, that reported well and uh, just whether or not they'd be paying up for them. Again, Altium is not on any news. It's a reflection of some of the broader sort of forces at play, particularly when it comes to bond yields and say on a mining. They've just um, had their first lithium shipment um, has boosted revenue. So they've uh, shipped about 20,500 wet metric tons of lithium oxide concentrate. And uh, that's will produce the maiden cash proceeds for the North American lithium operations. So maybe the market really didn't like that uh, mm-hmm. result today because we have seen some profit-taking stock off about 4.4%. Look, and it's not often that you see Macquarie. I'm just doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I think you don't often see Macquarie in the worst 10 performers yeah, on the market, but it is there today. I think it comes in at number 10. And that would have weighed on the index because yeah. it's such a, such a heavy weight. Small to mid-cap space. Let's take a look, see what we can find out. I'm not learning oh. a lot of it uh, there, but we do have a lot of... Um, 
focus being put on the uranium Absolutely. miners, and that's alligator there by eight percent. And I spoke today with Angus Geddes about uranium stocks, which ones he likes, and also uh, an ETF if you wanted exposure. Yeah, I think James Garish from Sean Partners also in the ten o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, wow. it's up online. It's an uranium about kind of uranium day. as well. <laughs> and on the flip side, we've got some laggards here. Points bet down by fifty-five percent. PBT is the ticker code there. Oh, points bet. Uh, PBH, my apology. Um, That doesn't look right to me. Oh, it is right. It's down 55%. And I'm just having a look here to see what could have gone on. There was a substantial shareholder notice yesterday, but I'm just wondering whether they've had... X return of capital listed today, but I'm not... They might have had a capital reconstruction or something like that um, because... We'll look into it because it's an interesting one. Yeah. Shape was actually mentioned on the call yesterday, which was... It's a construction company. Name doesn't really give it away. Down by 18%. uh, Dacey and Gold. So Gold really isn't doing very much right now. So down by 12.5%. Tonight. Tonight gets a bit more interesting, I think, Mm. on the macro front. Um, We get some Fed speak. We get the Fed beige book and services ISM in the United States, along with a BOC rates decision. Interesting. I had a uh, chart that um, was from Bloomberg that I didn't get to show today, but it says the dollar performs well when services outshine manufacturing. So I think that US IMSM services will be, you know, very interesting again. But oh, look at that. We've got more uh, Fed presidents, this time Susan Collins from Boston, as well as that beige book. So now that no doubt there'll be, um, you know, Twitter going off left, right and centre. Yeah, about well, whether or not it's high for, high for longer, higher for longer, or whether or not we've now reached peak rates. Yeah, well, um, look, I feel like I've been talking about this for quite some time. Uh, I'd give money to come in in the morning and have something other than interest rate expectations to, to think about and discuss. But hey, that's what we're here for. Um, day ahead tomorrow. So it's not uh, after today's GDP read. Super exciting, but we get the July trade balance. We get uh, trade balance coming from China, China as and well. Germany, July industrial production. And I'll make a little prediction that that's probably not going to look too good. Well, uh, we'll have to wait and see. They're probably actually already discounting because poor old Germany looks like it's slipping back into recession and it's very exposed to China. Look, there is a report on Reuters right now, which is attributed to sources that the G7 has sh- shelved. It's a regular Russian oil cap review oh. as uh, we're seeing prices soar. So we'll see that fleshed out through the overnight period. Uh, generally speaking, though, Asian stocks did come under pressure. So if you know, if we like company, it was a negative session around uh, the region, which just have real, you know, concerns around growth in China, Europe, you know, in many parts of the world. We're also watching that U.S. dollar continue to go from strength to strength. Indeed. So let's wrap up and see where the indices have finished. And I have the SIBO uh, 200 off about half a percent or seven points to 1,389. And the ASX 200 I've got off currently about 0.78 percent, 57 points, 7,257. So for now, we are forever stuck in these trading ranges. Yes, and we look ahead to, you know, what could potentially happen in the U.S. And we've got E-minis, both S&P 500 and Nasdaq E-minis coming under a bit of pressure. 
And uh, I do mention that we've got some ECB speak right now coming out from Villaroy saying that tackling inflation remains the ECB's priority. Also talking about recent petrol prices impacting the mm-hmm. monthly rhythm of inflation, but does not, he says, impact the disinflationary trend that is happening. So we will, um, yeah, no doubt, give those a read as they continue to come out. And uh, in the meantime, uh, catch up on some of the interviews. I missed a few of your interviews today, so I'll be catching up online. (laughs) That's very nice of you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Look, we'll see you tomorrow morning. We're live from 9.30. Night.